0: just i think it should be stigmatized to do it you know i think it should be like so
1: if you get an abortion people should like no
0: they should scream they should milkshake you you should be immediately milkshake milkshake.
1: but it has to be (laughs) breast milk
0: (laughs) you should be immediately this is what you are missing breast milkshake yeah right (laughs) want a daddy to take your panties off
1: actually I on Twitter I posted that I was disappointed the soundboard didn't work and Dan immediately chimed in and said he was sad to hear that his voice asking <laughs> if you want a daddy to take your panties off would not be played
0: yeah at the pack. Damn.
1: sorry Dan um, so we're going to do another little hot take oh, round oh, right.
0: okay one more round of hot takes
1: these are ones that got left off from our live show.
0: You you skipped around. No, I didn't. You there were some that definitely got skipped. Nope. Yeah, I, Jared I, Kushner is Jared Kushner track. I skipped
1: skip I skipped to uh yeah, I was trying we were running out of time, so I skipped to a few that I thought might be.
0: Yeah, you did skip around. You pretty It's funny how I just said you skipped around. You said, you said no.
1: I, you when did. you said a round I thought you meant I moved on to the next round of questions on oh, ne- topics I that we were iffy on. Yeah. No. But yes, I did skip some topics, yes.
0: Yeah. So, That's how you did. I mean, I thought the topics we did were perfect and you had a great ending line. That was well done.
1: What I don't Well, everybody can go listen to it. It we was that you think We don't you have, want... Let's not do a, let's not spoil it. Okay. So, um where were we? We've already done Confederate statues flags. That's we've done that. Statues of founding fathers who owned slaves.
0: Okay, so just so everybody knows, we're now going to rattle through some yes. of these hot takes we didn't do last night. I Correct. guess this is just going to be a random mini
1: Did not set this up well. Okay. <laughs> statues so of ahead. founding fathers who own slaves.
0: Uh, people need to be judged by the standards of their time, not by today.
1: Okay. I think that you should put up statues of their slaves next to them.
0: Nice. There you go. <laughs> Whether fetuses feel pain. They do. After six months, it, the everyone agrees they feel pain after six months. The question is, do they have the brain matter to feel pain before six months? Okay. And I think either way, it's pretty horrifying to think about inflicting death pain on a fetus. Okay. What do you think? I say, who cares? <laughs> Fuck those fetuses. No.
1: I mean, as, as someone who works in medicine has told me, it's tissue that you're getting removed.
0: Oh, come on. It's that's what it is. insane.
1: I mean, people have miscarriages and, and all kinds of birth stuff all the time. It's, uh, it's a regular... Uh, people do not know how often women miscarry and don't even know that they're pregnant.
0: Sure, but we're talking about... Yeah, obviously, I'm, I don't think a, 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 a gamete feels pain, but we're talking about a fetus, not a gamete. We're talking about something that's beyond tissue, surely.
1: Um maybe but i'm just not are you anti uh are you anti-abortion what is your i don't know I, i
0: honestly don't have a solid position on it i i i don't really feel conflicted i think um i'm i'm certainly disgusted by it i mean i think it's horrible I think it's killing something and I think it's really bad. I don't think it should be celebrated, that's for fucking sure. On the other hand, should it be illegal? I have a tough time with that. I I don't think it I don't think it should be illegal. I just think it should be treated with a lot of care. <laughs> you know, it should tr- be treated like a very big deal. Do you think it's you not? Know? No, I think it's treated as if, oh, hey, whatever. It uh, should be do proud. You know, do
1: you know anyone who's had
0: an abortion? Yeah, oh yeah. I know. I know. And several.
1: to them, do you think it was a big deal? No. Why?
0: Uh, I think that it's just something that happened. And but how do you know that? You I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, I just so you're just assuming. I'm saying I think the way that society treats. No, but it I'm, today talk- I'm not talking about your,
1: the people that you know. The people that you know. Do you think their abortions were big deals?
0: I have. I don't know. Right. I, I don't really know.
1: So why do you think the society? Why do you think on an individual level? That it would not be a big deal to most people who elect to have an abortion.
0: I, I, I'm I just saying I feel like the cultural ritual of it should be something that is like very stigmatized and very heavy. Whereas I feel like the way that it's viewed now is just like, oh, my body, my choice. But it's like it's not really your body, I, your I, choice. I
1: don't ag- What do you mean it's not your body, your choice?
0: I mean, because there's another body in your body after a certain point, which is kind of what we're talking about. After a certain point, there is another human's body in your body that feels pain that everybody agrees feels separate pain from you. Okay, that's another body. You know, it's not just your body. I mean, at, at, sure, at you know week two, yeah, it's basically your body. But I mean, later on, it's do you not.
1: remember the pain you felt as a fetus? Do you remember? Your I don't fetal remember time? the pain
0: I felt as a baby. I mean, I don't remember shit. I have a terrible. I don't memory. remember shit. <laughs> <yesterday>. <laughs> right, but doesn't mean you should be killed as a baby. Um. It's a super fucking tough issue. I mean, well, it's it's really hard. I, I don't, I, I I don't think, think I... I don't want it to be illegal. You know, I, I don't want to live in a country where abortion is illegal. Like, this isn't fucking, you know, Iran speaking of. But, I, you
1: know. I, I think part of the issue is the the way that you're describing it kind of makes the assumption that most women who undergo an abortion don't have a lot of big feelings or, or that it's not a big deal to them. And I think... I mean, just by knowing a few people who have had that, like, I think in most cases it absolutely was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there is a certain political dialogue that exists around it that people, you know, talk about, you know, I'm I'm glad I had an abortion or something like that. But there's kind of a purpose behind saying that, not just because it's a celebratory thing to do. And yeah I, I would i would be hard pressed to find a woman who had an abortion that didn't have some kind of some issues with it yeah
0: i mean at least i'm fucking consistent though i mean i'm i'm not- i hate the word pro abortion or pro choice like i pro life I, I hate i hate both of those words yeah, yeah pro life is so manipulative but uh i'm definitely pro death death penalty that i'm that i'm i have strong conviction over but Abortion I'm a little more wibbly wobbly, but uh I'm I think it should be legal. I just think um you know, it should be But this is this is the false It should be socially a very like difficult process. You know what I mean? Like it should I think there should be a lot of pressure to keep it, you know? And I think that if you overcome that pressure, it should not be illegal to get it, but it should be there should be very strong you know, social enforcement of it, I think.
1: And in what form?
0: Just, I think it should be stigmatized to do it. You know, I think it should be like, so if you get
1: an abortion, people should like, no,
0: they should should scream. They should milkshake you. You should be immediately milkshake, milkshake. but it has to be (laughs) breast milk. (laughs) You should be immediately. This is what you are missing. Breast milkshake. Yeah, right. Breast milkshake. I
1: don't, why do people tie together death penalty and abortion arguments? I don't understand. That.
0: Oh, I thought you were one of the. I thought that you were totally one of those people that thought, oh, you can't be pro one and not the other. No. Oh, you're not. No, oh, okay. not at all. Yeah, I don't. That's a very classic. Uh, I don't believe hi- in that political hypocrisy. There, there, it's we not, talked about this. It's one, not one.
1: political hypocrisy at all because uh, the death penalty is a state instituted punishment, right? Where your life is taken from you and an abortion is an individual medical decision made by a single person. Oh,
0: sure. But they, that's saying that the state omission is an act also. You know what I mean? You, you can be responsible for an act of not acting. You know, if, if the state didn't make murder illegal, that's immoral. A state that doesn't make murder illegal is an immoral state. You know what I'm saying?
1: Uh, I I guess, but that gets in the definition of whether you know, an abortion is a murder, which I don't think it is. Sure.
0: Either. I know uh, but I, I, what I'm saying is you can't use that argument. You can't be like, oh, it's one is the state doing something and one is the state not doing something. Therefore, the state yeah, but not doing something is is somehow OK. You know, that's not a good argument.
1: How is it not a good argument, though?
0: Because the state failing to make certain things... If you do believe that abortion is murder... Right, which I don't. Then... I know, but I'm saying you... Logically speaking, somebody who does believe the state... Abortion is murder, it's logically consistent for them to think that it's immoral for the state to not ban it, obviously. Okay. So what I'm saying is if it is hypocritical in a way to believe that abortion should be legal and the death penalty illegal because both things are the state. Yeah, but uh, the, the death penalty if, is a punishment, right? Yes. Okay.
1: So, but abortion is not a punishment. It's, okay, but
0: then how does that make one logically, you know what I'm saying? How does that make one okay and not the other one?
1: Because it's a different, it's an entirely different category of state action. Because a punishment is, we've decided that the state is allowed to, when people commit a crime, there's going to be a punishment that comes up for it. And one of the punishments that I do not want is I don't want people to be killed for it, right? I don't want the state instituting that as the punishment for a crime, regardless of what the crime is. Okay. So, an abortion is not a punishment, right? It is... uh, Entirely separate from the act of, of of punishing.
0: Right. I think the thing that people say, though, is if life is too precious to be taken away from someone at the end or after they've been guilty for something. If, if yeah. your point is that the state should never be allowed to take someone's life away the from state, them. The right? state
1: should not be allowed to take somebody's life from them because there's a chance that they're wrong. And you cannot give back a life. Sure. You can give restitution if somebody's been improperly imprisoned like the state can be sued and you can get some measure of recompense. Well, but there's
0: also it. a chance that the person who's ending, uh, you know, the life of a fetus is wrong also. And if you're saying the state but that's should not, not a- if you're saying the state should not be involved in deciding whether or not a murder is right or wrong, right? If if the state should not be in the business of murder, the state should not be in the business of murdering fetuses, or in the per- business. No, of No, the state should people.
1: not be in the business of punishing with murder. Do you understand the yeah, difference? I, like I, the, of course the, I do. the punishment is one that I want excluded because it, there's, it's irrevocable. Yes, you can't get I, anything. I, back I of
0: course, from that. I of course, completely understand what you're saying, and yes. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying the reason why people equate those two things is that it involves the state being responsible for the murder. Of another of a person, right? That's all I'm saying. Anyway, abortion's a fucking tough one, man, and, and that's why it's always the fucking it's always the hairline issues, the ones that are the most hard that have the most. Well, crazy then you should be
1: anti-war. You should be anti-war. We should not go to war. No, you, I I'm should be a, pro. P- both. You should be a pacifist.
0: No, no, no I'm pro both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pro abortion and, no, and I'm death penalty. I'm
1: saying like the people who oh. are. And war. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm pro all three. I'm just pro yeah. more You're death. You're pro death. You're the death guy. I kind of am. So there should be more death than there is. I mean, probably. People should just be more comfortable with it.
1: Well, nobody's ever going to be comfortable. All right. Uh, less uh, Lighter topic. Uh, is Jared Kushner attractive? <laughs> yes.
0: I like this one. Uh, I watched his uh, episode of Axios on yes. HBO. Yes. I kind of really like Jared Kushner. <laughs> I mean, he's horrible and terrifying, but look, he's lived a really fucking hard life, right? He's had a... I mean, he kind of got... he He's lived a hard life. That guy in the same shoes could so easily be the biggest fuck-up ever. And so to have the strength that he has, I think he's a strong guy, mm. and I, I respect his strength. I also like that he's a Jew but he's, like, a pretend wasp. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he's pretending to be a bush, but he's this, like, Jew from a completely insane, like, Jewish family. So I kind of respect that as a, you know, Jew slash half-Jew, half-wasps who kind of looks more waspy. Like, I kind of dig his vibe you feel a kinship yeah i feel kind of a kinship with kushner i'm like yeah i I know what that's like to be isaac kushner i I know what it's like to be that like to come from a totally insane family and like kind of but everyone thinks you're like the wasp from connecticut like i kind of like dig that and you know he's done the best with what he's got man i i like jared kushner i mean he's a you're not answering if he's attractive okay right right right, he's just really Uh, got on (laughs) the And his face is very smooth. He has a very, very smooth face with it's like how does he do that with it's like he has zero stubble. Yeah. Zero. It's like what kind of razor does he use? Yeah. I say
1: uh, mine is that he has major Elliot Roger energy. He's an evil twink. That's yeah, how I would describe it. There's him. some
0: great uh writing online about like his eyes. Like, he looks like the, the, an ocean of pain. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, really good. He does have an ocean of pain in his eyes, which no. I like. I, I'm a I'm a Kushner fan. I think the big question is, does he have a moral compass? Mm. And probably no, yeah. but, you know, hope maybe there's one in there just because he's lived such a shitty life and he's seen his dad be totally fucking amoral. Like, maybe he, you know, maybe he's got some kind of fucking code.
1: Can you get Jared Kushner on the podcast? Jared,
0: you have friends here. Yeah. Come on through. Friend. It. You have a friend. Charles will just stare at your face, Try you,
1: and touch it. Evil twink face. No, I I don't think he's attractive, but he definitely has evil twink vibes. You
0: don't think he's attractive?
1: Like he there's something off-putting about. Very, oh, he's very off-putting. about him. And again, he's like Elliot Roger, right? Where he has a conventionally what you would describe as attractive face, but he's just so off that
0: he's not off like he's not like autistic
1: no he's not though. elliot roger off yeah. but he's on the elliot roger spectrum
0: right where he's like conventionally good looking but
1: there's something there's darker something, there's, beneath. There, Well
0: very dark but i think that like that's it's so obvious that it's like yeah you know not
1: like if 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 somebody met him at a bar and then he came home with them. They would be afraid. As soon as they got on the yeah. couch, they'd be like, oh. oh fuck. Yeah, no, totally. You're oh, right. no. I'm going to get my insides pulled yeah, out. Yeah,
0: I'm going to get This guy's like a fucking creep.
1: He's going to put my legs on as a pair of pants.
0: Yeah. Even though he's probably like not even – he's probably like actually not like that at all, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I think he's being very he, – I don't think he's a lot of media training, and he's a very guarded person. Yeah. So I think that that's contributing – because – You know, most people kind of expect a certain fluency with being on television and being interviewed and stuff, and he doesn't have any. No, he doesn't have it. He's trying to learn. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's why they're, they're, they're shot. They're, what do you call when you take a horse out for a, for a practice run? They're taking a horse out for a practice run. (laughs) You know, they're, they're, they're kind of giving him a, uh, giving him a little couple rounds. He's saddled up, yeah, ready yeah. to go. Hey, we'll, we have not seen the end of Jared Kushner. This no. is we're, We got a lifetime full of Jared Kushner coming up, which I'm excited for. <laughs> more Kush. <laughs> excited for more Kush. Let's see. God, do you know how fun 2020 is going to be so fun? I am just psyched. Well, my, wor- psyched about
1: it. my worry is that it's just going to be like a, a drip Democratic candidate a drip. Yeah, just somebody that's not exciting mm, at like all. Like they
0: wear a lot of sh- swag. That's, that's a new drip is the new word for bling bling. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, I,
1: I use drip in the the old sense just to kind of boring. Like I'm really worried. I get more and more worried that they're going to put Pete Buttigieg up there.
0: It's
1: not going to be a budget I'm I'm hopeful. There's zero
0: zero percent chances. Yeah, I mean, he's too young. He's too young. He's too young, and he's Way gay.
1: And they're never.
0: It's just I I, I, the I gay ha- thing would probably fly, but the, I, I don't know. I know. I have to keep Oof, telling people. Man. God damn! Could to, you imagine what John Adams would think? I have, Fuck! I have to keep. I'm I have th- a gay. Do present. you know how many
1: of those guys were like sleeping oh, totally. with men and didn't even have a concept of Definitely. gay as an identity? Well, no, but
0: that's what I'm saying. It's like they would have been like, yeah, I was fucking yeah. I was fucking, you know, James Monroe last night, but you don't see me putting broadcasting. You know?
1: You know who has a nice ass, Ben Franklin.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, those guys were all but they were so they were just like so they never put that shit out. You know, they they just that was like totally something that happened behind closed doors. Like there was no although actually I'm in Adams, the book I'm I'm reading, there is a moment where Jefferson during his campaign this is for everybody says that this shit hasn't been happening for m- fucking centuries. He gets outed for the whole Sally, Sally, Sally thing. whatever Hemings, thing. Yeah. yeah. So who was apparently like a total dime. Like she was apparently like gorgeous. Right. And white. She was like half white. Yeah. And he had like six kids with her. Yeah. And it comes out and he just never says anything about it. Like it's all in the papers and Thomas Jefferson's just like... Yeah, this is not ignored. gonna talk about this <laughs> my my slave amazingly has five kids that With look exactly hair. like yeah. me that like live in my house but whatever yeah unrelated <laughs> sheer coincidence yeah. no no comment on that yeah
1: what a baller yeah. thomas jefferson yeah
0: well the funny thing is he was so anti-slavery but he had slaves he never got rid of them no. his whole life because the new england people didn't have slaves and it's it's a there's the moment so john adams was the first president to move into the white house and it's amazing because at the time it was being built right well yeah it was it was built and it was a swamp there was nothing there yeah it was like they they're like yeah we went to maryland it was like a jungle like there was nothing for many many miles and abigail moves in she's like yeah we moved to the city and like scare quotes and she was like in name only there is no one here like so there was nothing there did
1: you watch the miniseries yeah i
0: watched part of it and um that
1: scene's in there oh there like a, is yeah
0: oh okay. where they move into the white house yeah it's, oh, a cool. it's a nightmare yeah total yeah life. no and everything's like sopping wet and yeah. like sinking and it's like a swamp and there's slaves working on it and yeah. abigail says like i fucking hate having these slaves around it's like such a dumb because she comes from boston or yeah. massachusetts where there's no slaves and she's like it's such a dumb system like she's like i'm looking out of my window and there's like a slave master wandering around doing nothing and like 10 slaves like doing three hours of work a day and it's just like such an inefficient system she's like one new england guy could do all of this work in one day Mm. there's no reason to have this she just like hates the system no No, not good for her yeah no i mean for sure
1: which crimes deserve the death penalty
0: um many many more than do i think the death penalty should be totally rampant i think fucking put half of wall street to death like, honestly, I think it's so dumb. And here's why it's because it's inefficient.
1: The death penalty?
0: No, the, the non. I, I, we've had this exact argument before, but I just think locking somebody up for 50, 40 years is just, it's, first of all, it's a worse punishment in a lot of ways. It's like torture, A. And then B, the state is being taxed. Yes, I understand that killing somebody's harder, but that's just because of a broken litigation system, which is another problem. Yeah. I think lots of people should die. I think, like, it should be super quick. Like, I'm I'm very barbaric in that sense. Like, I think if you do anything, if you get caught for any, like, really serious crime, you should be basically... Rape? Like, We're done with you. Yeah, totally. A robbery? Yeah, kill people for rape. I mean, it depends on the rape case, of course. But, uh... Elliot <laughs> 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 Of course. Yeah, not uh, college date rape. Oh, that should not oh you should boy. You be put to death for that. But, uh... <laughs> Depends
1: on the yeah, rape case. It does. How um, forceful was this rape? Right. Did you enjoy it at any Did point? Never
0: say no. Um, Great. Yeah. So, statutory but no, but, rape. But, but rapists for sure. No statutory rapists. No. I mean, unless it's like pedophiles for sure. I mean, if you have sex with a child, you should definitely. be What's the
1: age them. of a child I'd that would get 12, you the death under penalty? Under twelve. Any, so,
0: anybody under twelve, you should get death. Instant death penalty. I would say. Anybody okay. who's over 18 and has sex with anybody who's under 12 should immediately be put to death.
1: Hmm. Like what do you mean immediately? As soon as you get accused of yeah,
0: it? Yeah, I mean no, once it's once you're convicted by a jury of your peers, but okay. after that. I mean, I think that I think um I would love to see the death penalty for some financial crimes. You know, if you... If you
1: I would like to see any kind of
0: punishment for some financial right, crimes. Right, right. Mean, I mean, I would love to see, like, bankers getting put to death left and right. That would be great. It
1: would be very French Revolution.
0: It would, and I don't want to get there because the French Revolution was a disaster, and I'm not a fucking communist, but, uh, you know, I think uh, having real teeth to, like, over a certain amount of money. You know, like, if you get caught having, um, you know, like I think a Madoff, Madoff should probably just get killed, you know, or if you, you know, if you get caught, uh, um, doing something super reckless with the financial system that ends up fucking a lot of the people over, you know, I think if you fraudulently in people like, like, uh, for-profit universities, yeah. I think those guys should be for sure killed.
1: Yeah, I I mean my joke. I don't think the death penalty sh- should ever be instituted be- because I don't the the chance that someone, someone is, is innocent, innocent yeah. is extremely disturbing to me and yeah. the the thought of being an innocent person awaiting the death penalty and going through that is just really extremely horrifying in my mind because it would drive you mad, I think. Yeah. to be in that position and to know you didn't do something. Right, uh, and there's been so many repeated cases who's the guy in Texas but that it would just... drive
0: you even more mad to just rot in jail for the rest of your life and to know it I mean that would be just as bad it would be worse in yeah, some but
1: ways uh, at least in some respect you did something what? like it's worse to be in jail waiting for the death penalty if you didn't do anything but like, I'm my, my concern, is just as
0: bad to be life in prison when you didn't do anything is even worse isn't it than death I feel like I would rather just get killed.
1: But uh, I understand that. But at the same time, the the danger of someone innocent being killed is really, it just pushes it too far for me.
0: I'm just saying, even if I was innocent, if I was innocent, I would rather probably get killed than no, spend I would, my life in jail. No,
1: I would want, I mean, the the only thing that would keep me alive would be the, the hope, the hope of be. getting out. Well, that's true. Uh, that's know. a good point. I mean, it, it, the, the one that's, uh, the point that you have that's interesting is if you did do something, like, really fucked up, and you're in jail for 20 to 30 years. Is that a worse punishment than just being killed? I, you know, I would have to.
0: I think it's worse. Especially like the guys in the Supermax, man. That's way worse than yeah. being killed. I bet all those guys would be down to just die. And those, I mean, maybe uh... not Kaczynski. He's writing a lot of letters.
1: Right. I mean, people adapt, though. That's yeah. That's the thing. People adapt to their cages. But they're actually just made a movie about this guy. But I remember when this whole thing happened. His name was Cameron Todd Willingham and he was accused of killing, uh, his three kids by arson. He was accused of burning down the house and they really like rushed to execute him. And there was a lot of question about the evidence and as to whether he actually had committed arson or there'd been some other kind of accident that had taken place. And, uh, during uh there's a whole rick perry angle to this too because rick perry was governor during that time and there were allegations that he was getting involved with the case and replacing forensic commission members so pretty interesting pretty interesting situation where there's a lot of evidence saying that he was might probably be innocent
0: i mean look outside of the cases of black guys who got sort of like framed in the era of when that was happening. I think one thing that a lot of people outside of the justice system don't take into account is the fact that yes, there are, there is a political will to get your man, right? That's true. That's undeniable that there's a lot of pressure to, find somebody that's responsible and get it over with. But it's really not giving police officers and lawyers and prosecutors who are a lot of people, it's really not giving them very much credit to think that they genuinely want to, they're so lazy that they just want to, Get a guy and be over with it because they're so jaded. Yeah, like, but, like I've having been inside the homicide unit, that is just not how it goes. But like again, people aren't. People are eager to get things done, et cetera, et cetera. But every single person that I ever saw come through our situation in the homicide unit was guilty in some way. They maybe they weren't guilty of that exact crime, but the reputa- There is so much reputational things going on that don't come in as evidence. I mean, dude. We tried this guy three times, this, this guy in New York named Travis Woods. We tried him three fucking times for murder. He and we would get letters all the time from people in the community, anonymous letters being like, Travis Woods, everyone knows Travis Woods is, is a murderer. Like, you got to put him away. Everybody knows that. And we would, you know, we didn't have the physical evidence and we couldn't use those letters, obviously, but generally there's a lot of shit, a lot of evidence, a lot of things going on behind the scenes for one of these people to get in this situation that you don't see, that like is not public, you know? I mean, I think the, the black guys getting framed by Southern things, that's different because it's like, you know, that there's, a, there's a, a, a different dynamic going on there. But like a guy like this, I have a hard time believing that he didn't do something really bad. Yeah, but uh,
1: that's the standard that you want to have for for punishing somebody like, well, you I didn't do this, but some you need to be punished for something else. I think
0: it's the best you can do. I mean, you you obviously want to make it transparent, you want to have as much oversight as possible. You can't let people have incentives to be completely corrupt. Um, but I feel like our system does actually about as good a job at that as it can. Yeah, right?
1: but again, it's the edge cases that I'm worried about. Like, I'm sure on a general level it's fine, but I don't care about that. Like if a, if somebody is innocent of a crime, and they get convicted of it, that's that's a travesty. That's especially if the death penalty is involved. Like that's just unacceptable. John Adams said that. He said that if you have a a a justice system where people feel that they can be punished even if they haven't done anything wrong, then they lose faith in it. Yeah, and well, it's better—it's totally better to let guilty people go free than innocent people be
0: punished. But that's um, yes, that okay. I agree with that principle. It's better yes. to let a guilty person go free than let an innocent person be punished. But our yes. system already does do that. We're not talking about standards of proof here. We're not talking about the presumption of innocence. I'm not saying we should destroy the presumption of innocence. I'm just saying, systematically, should we kill people when they? you know, are found guilty after all these hoops, it's like probably.
1: My answer is no. Okay.
0: Should not. Got it.
1: Just in case. In case I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. Homelessness in Los Angeles, we've, we don't need to do that anymore.
0: Incels. And so, wow, we already had an episode about this.
1: My only additional point was that ideologically, I find incels more frightening than radical Islam at this point. And incel 911 it's going to be real bad. It's common,
0: yeah, I I believe that. I mean, I think once they start getting together, people are there's going to be major major issues. And the question is, is the is the great war that we've talked about in the previous episode is that going to happen before or after the internal war waged by the bottom dregs of society? Detaining illegal kids. Uh, Obama detained sixty thousand of them. Wasn't an issue then.
1: Um, we shouldn't be detaining any kids. That's my reaction.
0: Yeah. Well, what do you do then if a family comes here illegally? What do you do?
1: Well, you don't separate. Okay. You don't put kids in their own places without supervision.
0: Right. So what do you do?
1: Uh, I don't know, You set up a system to process them better. And you don't fear I mean, one of the problems, one of the uh, reasons that the crisis has happened is because Trump has successfully scared all these people south of the border into thinking the border is going to be closed. So now they're all rushing to get up here. Hmm. So he has in in effect caused the very problem that he was warning about. It's right. been a self-fulfilling prophecy.
0: Yeah. I forget what it's been a while since I researched this, but um, yeah, I mean the, I totally agree, obviously that when you're prosecuting any of these people, you don't, you shouldn't separate the kid. But I think it's because like you can't legally prosecute. There's, you know, obviously you can't prosecute the kid. So, what about the responsibility though of the parents to put their children in this situation? Well, that's I mean that's, that that's be a whole other
1: thing. But the 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 kids are 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 blameless, and
0: kids are definitely blameless, but the parents are not.
1: But you can't take the kids away. It's just a very the There needs to be a system in place that doesn't let kids get separated and stuffed into overcrowded facilities. Yeah. And in part, the president who is so concerned about this needs to, I mean, it's not going to happen, but he needs to temper his language and not create the very crisis that he's warning about.
0: Well, do you still think that this is a manufactured crisis? Because hasn't there been a lot since we last talked about this? I feel like there's been a whole lot of very reputable sources. Yeah, you sent me a New York
1: Times article, and one of the things that it said in there was that, that the border crossing stuff have increased since Trump took office, in part because of the very fear that he's generating that the border is going to get closed off. Oof, and That's now,
0: a little bit of a That argument the, is a little bit unfair, though, because you're saying— I mean, first you were saying there is no crisis, and then now you're saying there's a crisis because there wasn't a crisis, but then he created the crisis. I mean, it's a little bit. This is what the Times
1: article said. They said that instances of border crossings have increased, that for a time we weren't seeing that. And now. They
0: were saying we weren't seeing it at all. Well, it's
1: not we weren't seeing it, but it was significantly decreasing. And now the opposite effect has happened.
0: Well, I mean, I think it's – there's definitely a crisis happening. I mean, I think the Wall Street Journal is not lying when they say that these numbers are really insane, you know? So whatever. There's a crisis now, whatever the cause is. So, you know, I don't know. You got to deal with it on its face.
1: Yeah. I mean, and part of that dealing is is foreign policy related and not getting – not in – not getting involved in Venezuela and making situations worse down there
0: right I don't even did we have some hand in dismantling the that regime? No,
1: there's just been- discuss, you know there's been an ongoing background about well oh, what action are we going to take in Venezuela against Maduro right and my hope is that if if my hope is that Trump will continue his more non interventionist right policy, which is at this point. The the one thing about it, in my opinion, that's good is that the foreign policy establishment doesn't have a firm grip on his brain in that way. Right, I mean, he may be making good decisions not because he's a good decision maker, <laughs> but just out of you know his disposition to it. Yeah. Um, babies at work.
0: Yeah, we've talked about this. I ban them. I don't think they should be banned because I could imagine being a parent and being like fuck what do i do with this fucking baby i don't want to just pay to not have it here i actually so it's like i get i get it what i don't like is the fawning yeah <laughs> i hate when every time a fucking baby walks by <laughs> which is just walking by no every time uh, you know a baby's uh, walking around uh, first of all i've never seen a dad with a baby in the workplace only moms hmm. And when a mom brings a baby in the workplace, everybody stops what they're doing and forms a huge crowd around the fucking mom and the baby and coos and caws for like 45 straight fucking minutes. And that to me is like, okay, bring the baby all you want, but we got to stop the, you know, this isn't a fucking, this isn't a fucking daycare.
1: (laughs) I say we feed the babies to the dogs. (laughs) Let's see. Um, A few of these we've like discussed at Slack on weekends.
0: Yeah. Don't do it. I almost did it today and I was like, nope, not doing it.
1: If somebody slacks you on the weekend, I think you should respond with an extremely disgusting photo. and be like, oops, sorry.
0: Yeah, oops. That wasn't meant for you.
1: Sorry about that. Yeah, for someone else. And then just don't explain it. (laughs) And they'll be like, you know,
0: I'm just not going to
1: message him on the weekend anymore. (laughs) I mean, for the sake of like worker solidarity, no one should participate in these things. Like if somebody's trying to get you to do work on the weekend and it's not work that needs to be done, then don't do it. Yeah. That's the only way we're ever going to overcome this attitude that we should be putting in more time
0: than we should. So I'm reading four hour work week right now, right? which is actually uh pretty entertaining and it's so like 90% snake oil, yeah. but he's a fantastic writer. And the part that is not snake oil is he is, you would love what he has to say about the workplace. He's just like, there is so much fucking busy work Just don't do it. Yeah. Like that's literally what he did. He was like, I was spending all day, 15 hours a day doing busy work and I just stopped doing it and nothing changed. Yeah. (laughs) Like he was like, he, he, his recommendation is check email twice a day at like 10 and four for 20 minutes and that's it. Right. And he was like, I started doing that. It made absolutely zero impact. And that's totally true. I, I'm trying to like institute similar things because I just stare at my email all fucking day waiting for a fucking email to come in and it's, you don't need to do that.
1: Well, the problem also is that people love the trick that people at my office do is they send emails instead of to try to get you to work on something right, faster. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. Instead of like putting it into the normal workflow. Queue no, that it, it should, and it's should so distracting. Place.
0: And everybody's just doing work for the sake of work. That's yeah. a big Tim Ther- Tim Ferriss thing. He's like, there's so much work done for the sake of seeming busy right. that if you just don't do that you're way more productive and happy.
1: We had a meeting on Friday where I was like, I I know nothing relevant to me is going to be discussed at all. I know it's not going to, there's literally no reason for me to be there. And so I went into the meeting and I sat there and I was correct. All they did was they talked about a training that we were going to do the following week. And it was like, like, why did we all need to gather for this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and if you ask, people act like you're crazy. Like, why do we have this meeting? What was its purpose? It's like, well, we need to talk about it, yeah. so, but nothing was ready.
0: No, it's totally... Don't
1: get me started on that shit. Do you want to pull any off the second list? That was the majority of it.
0: Um, Let's do a couple. Okay. we we'll done.
1: Jewish privilege.
0: Oh, we had an episode about this. Just,
1: we I just skipped the ones that we've definitely done.
0: Way, way better than white privilege in this day and age. Um... In America, in today's world, not not in other worlds, though that's for sure. Not in Iran, there ain't no Jewish privilege there. Kink shaming. I don't know what that is.
1: That's when um, somebody has some kind of sexual kink, like they're into like leather or other related. You know, They've foot fetish or whatever, and then you shame them for it. You criticize this thing that they like to do.
0: I don't really understand. like non-standard,
1: non-standard sexual practices mm-hmm. that aren't like normal sex.
0: Well, who is shaming them?
1: Uh, society or whoever, oh. other people.
0: It's, what do you want, man? You know, we, weird shit's always going to be treated weird. It's you, I don't know why. Well, you, nobody can talk shit about your weird foot fetish. I mean, who? Why? They, the whole reason you have the foot fetish is because it's weird. I mean, that's the fucking reason. Yeah. my thing
1: is I I, I believe in partial kink shaming I don't want people to be shamed out of doing it I just don't want to know about it like if you're a human puppy I don't want to interact with you as the human puppy I just want you to be the human puppy on your own yeah, time. Yeah,
0: you just totally. I'm not saying you should be jailed, but no, you, you know, it's weird. But that's it's the thing is like furries are weird. Yeah, you know, it's but they're that's why they're people don't realize the nexus between forbidden shit and the desire to want to do it. Yeah, that's exactly. like the it's like this is kind of the thing with gay stuff in some ways. It's like isn't kind of the point that it is forbidden? Like that's what makes it a fun radical act. Well,
1: yeah, that was. That was part of the thrill, that existed right? Exactly. sometime yeah. I mean, it, the the circumstances now are better. Yeah. But yeah, that's the. I mean, that's the thing that people say about gay marriage too is that all it's it is is it's adopted heterosexual. Sure. Norms, exactly. And you're yeah. just like, oh, we're just yeah. This like is less people.
0: fun now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like weed. God, I have zero interest to smoke weed now. If it was like really hard to smoke, I would smoke it all the time.
1: The worst popular podcast.
0: I think uh my favorite murder. Like I'm a fucking huge true crime person. I try and that's like the most popular true crime podcast. Yeah. And I'm like what is How the what the is fuck wrong with can it? Can you listen to this?
1: I've never listened to it.
0: It's just like two women chatting like about their day mm. for like 30 minutes. And then they like get I, I honestly to be perfectly honest, I've never even made it to the murder part because I've tried listening to it like four times and I'm like the it's like two comedians it's like the, a lot of the people who are on stage at our at our live show, just like who think their dumb, average, everyday observations are somehow interesting, and they're yeah. not. You're hitting the table a lot with your hands. Sorry, I'm gonna stop.
1: Uh, yeah, I, a lot of comedians like doing the murder podcast now. Seems like. Yeah. Yeah, today we're going to talk about Lizzie Borden. Yeah, but
0: first, let's talk about the... How was your weekend, Samantha? Do you
1: know what I did? I went to this new bar down the street from me, and it was like kind of tiki-themed, which I thought was weird at first, but then it was like kind of cool.
0: (laughs) And she's like, oh my God, I went to Whole Foods the other day, Yeah, and do you even know that guavas are like huge... I, I thought hope. they were small.
1: I think I knew that. Guavas somebody are somebody told me that. Isn't that
0: crazy? They're huge.
1: One time I was taking a guava home and I put it in a bag that broke. And the guy down the street that I think is really attractive, his name's Pete, uh, <laughs>
0: he just like, he didn't even help me. And that kind of was a huge turnoff. But then I found out he didn't Men have... these days, am I right? No chivalry. Chivalry is dead. Later I found Men, out. Men, he... get it together. Yeah.
1: But then later I found out he had no hands. So I'm. <laughs> I felt a little bad about it.
0: Oh, Pete. Does and that make you want him more or less? Imagine what he could do with those stumps. Am I right, Susie? Right. It's <laughs> gone the Wow. Should we just do a whole show? We should do a whole show. In, in character? character? <laughs> All right. Do, like Guys We Fucked meets How to Make a or whatever it is. I would Murder.
1: gladly participate in such a thing. My answer would be, content-wise, the Rubin Report. Yeah. I okay. um, agree there. Total garbage.
0: Y- so y- talk about somebody y- who bought their followers. Yeah, Definitely. Him. Dave
1: Rubin. I mean, it's popular to dunk on him these days, yeah. which I think is great. But he really is just not—he's just a a grifter, is what they call him. Man. Yeah, a grifter. And then influence-wise, Joe Rogan and WTF—they have just created this environment where too many people feel like i'm just going to interview someone this yeah. someone but most people don't know anyone interesting so they're just talking to their friend <laughs> yeah, kind of like us for 3 hours <laughs> uh no but we don't we don't ever pretend i don't think uh, does don't,
0: anybody listen to WTF
1: anymore i think it's got its i guess i don't know hmm. i don't uh i don't um and
0: mm, oh, tell me about this Euphoria trans mm. child sex scene. Okay, we we'll haven't done this? Yes, this is a big bugaboo of mine. Yeah. I really need to write an article about this. What is the so okay. the show
1: is an HBO show, new
0: HBO show, right?
1: It's based on like an Israeli show. Is it? Yeah, it's a remake of an Israeli. I thought
0: show. it was a book. Are you sure?
1: Euphoria is an American teen drama and television series created Holy by Sam Levinson, based shit. on the Israeli miniseries of the same name. Created by Ron Lesham. Got anything to say about Uh, that?
0: Well, no comment. One of our attorneys is a Jew. Anyway.
1: That's what no comment means. Fuck.
0: Okay, so... Sam Levinson, Barry Levinson's kid, director. It's edited by friend of the podcast, Julio Perez, who also edited... um,
1: It follows. Under the
0: Civil Lake, and it follows. And the thing is, it's actually great. I mean, it's very well done. Besides, there's one really stupid, like, bad guy, good-looking white male character that's completely ridiculous, who's, like, going around, like, screaming at people and trying to, like, fight them. It's like, this is the least realistic character. Can somebody
1: cast me as the evil white bad guy in the movie? like,
0: polo-wearing white guy. I
1: I want that to be my character actor role. I think that I have... Uh, the demeanor and personality. You totally do.
0: You totally do. And and this is like, this is the
1: contact my agent.
0: There needs to be a Bechdel test for like evil, straight white guy character. And this is, he's so in this and I grew up in this and this is all, this is basically like a high school, like mine, ultra diverse, like semi rich, semi not. And, uh, I grew up in this environment and there was not like angry, good looking white guy going around beating people up as the bully. Like that did not fucking exist. So, um,
1: you're saying there's lazy writing it's, happening? It's
0: like, so it's like, oh, we couldn't make this guy black, so we had to make him, like, the most, like, broy white guy ever that's just, like, bullying everyone all the time. And, uh,
1: you keep hitting the table. Sorry.
0: So, anyway, there is a character in the show who is meant to be an underage transsexual girl. They don't actually ever talk about the fact that she... They don't, like, mention it, but the first That scene, she's trans or that, that she's, she's trans. underage. And she spends the entire first episode wearing these, like, satin panties. Okay. And she injects herself with hormones in the beginning, but they don't, they don't spell it out in any way. Okay. I think the person who plays this character is a transgender activist who has been, like, injecting hormones since she was very young, right? So it's one of these child hormones takers. And it really looks like a girl. I mean, it really... uh, She, he, whatever I'm supposed to say, really looks like a girl. And she's playing an underage girl, Mm -hmm. by the way. There's a part of the episode... First of all, she spends the entire... Episode wearing very revealing satin panties that where you can see like a the dick bulge like very clearly, like ridiculously it's looking clear.
1: very hard.
0: I, well, it, it's not, I mean, it's you don't have to look hard. Okay, it's, it, I mean, the panties are literally you just
1: pornographic. I just picture you at home, you and you and Gracie are sitting there, and euphoria is on the TV, and you're just like,
0: Look at that. Yeah, look at that bulge. Yeah, basically, progressively more upset. Right. Using the basically zoom what's function. Yeah. Look, at the that, look at that! Look at that! Bulge, and so, it's not much of a bulge, though. I'll tell you that it's the definitely bump. kind of a. It's more of a bump, okay. but it's prominent. And the thing is, it's almost as if the outfit is designed to highlight it. I mean, it's like it's very graphic. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like Game of Thrones sex, where it's like here's some nice boobs. And like, uh, you know, it's all very sort of cartoonish. It's like very uh, high def. And so this character meets an older man on Tinder, whatever it is, and goes and there's a super graphic sex scene of him, like the older man, like railing the shit out of this underage girl. Okay. Who's all naked. She's, like, screaming. He, like, puts her his finger in her mouth. It's, like...
1: Is he supposed to be raping her?
0: No. So, I I don't think so because she's there voluntarily. Like, she never says stop. She never... You know, I mean, she goes to hook up with this guy on purpose. Right. right? But, I mean,
1: after it begins, does she... Is it...
0: No, she never says no. So, I don't... I actually don't think it's a rape scene. I think some people thought it was a rape scene, but I think the show itself, it's not a rape scene. It's, like, she does it intentionally. Right. So it's consensual. I mean, as far as you can tell, it's consensual. Uh, Maybe later on we'll find out that that wasn't true or something, but it's just extremely graphic. And also there's the dick bulge in the satin panties. Stop hitting the table. So to me, like, in a larger sense, the show is extremely disturbing. In the same way that Kids was disturbing. Do you remember Kids? Yep. Remember when you saw Kids, you were like, oh, my God, that's so fucked up. This makes kids look like fucking child's play. And the there's another scene where it's like all these high school girls, like young girls talking about like, you haven't lost your virginity yet? You need to catch some dick. And that's what the trans girl is saying. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's horrifying. Like the world that this presents is fucking horrifying. But at the same time, it's kind of like, mainstreamed and cartoony also, in a way. Like, the way that it presents this is not... It's like... It's supposed to be horrifying, but it's also normalizing it, in a way. Like, there has never been anything like this on HBO. And I mean, the really interesting thing is HBO used to have softcore actual porn, right? Yeah. That was late at night and meant for adults. Emmanuel. The issue that I take with this is that this is, you know, there's billboards for this all over the place. This is like Sunday night TV. Mm-hmm. And in Sunday night TV, for us to be... The act of us watching a sex scene like that. First of all, it got like burned in my brain.
1: Yeah, you've been fixated on yeah, it. I second, remember when you first text uh, secondly, out of context. You're secondly, just like...
0: imagine if it was a female underage character. Mm-hmm whose, like, vagina lips we could see through her satin panties. She's supposed to be underage, getting, like, railed by an older man. Wouldn't we kind of be disturbed by that a little bit? I mean, wouldn't we be like, what is this show? Like, is this porn? Like, what am I watching? But since it's a trans person, that somehow makes it, like, okay? Like, I, I, to me, it's... Are
1: you saying that the portrayal is because it's a trans person we have there's less respect for their being underage i think if it that's... was a
0: woman it would be like problematic okay. but since it's a trans person it's like revolutionary hmm. you know
1: so and what is what is your underlying issue with my with underlying this scene? issue is i haven't watched the show i have no experience with it
0: my underlying issue is i understand the value of a movie like kids right kids is depicting the real life of people that are like under this age it's showing the worst that can happen it's also a weird ass indie art movie that's like you know nc17 you know yeah. what i mean this is like
1: larry clark his whole oeuvre yeah is very obsessed with the teenage form yeah, exactly. if, if you watch any larry clark film like bully is another great example yeah. you'll just see stuff where you're like hmm. Yeah. Like, spending a little... spending a lot of time on this With boy's torso yeah, yeah right
0: i know and it, and and again those are weird art movies yeah this the camera seems to be like indulging in the same way in this sex scene and it's like that just I, where is the limit here Would i mean you... there, there has to be some time in which we say okay this isn't revolutionary anymore this is a depiction of a Society basically in total chaos. And this is supposed to be like entertainment. Like, it's not
1: good. Do you think it's a, a mise-en-scene problem where they're focused on making the trans character appear to be attractive and appealing? Yes. While also displaying this sort of seedy environment that she's in. Yeah. And those two things, the intention... Because what that sounds like... Again, I haven't watched it. But what that sounds like to me is two intentions that are in conflict. Because if you want if you want this to be like a gritty look at the life of a girl like that who's out having sex with older men via Tinder, um, it's going to be shot one way. It's going to have a certain feel to it. So you're watching it and you're kind of that. But... You're saying it has this other like, oh, sexing her up. And,
0: yeah, yes. And, I think that's actually the, a great way to put it. It's like they found the hottest 18-year-old transgender person they can find. Put her in satin fucking sexy panties. You're saying satin panties. And then and then just had her get you fucking a railed. You want to take your panties off? You know, just had her get railed in a hotel room. And our watching this as entertainment is disturbing. Not only is the scene disturbing, the fact that this is on Sunday Night TV HBO and we're just consuming it is disturbing to me because it seems like there's got to be some limit here. You know, I mean, of of course course I can turn it off and blah, blah, blah. Yes.
1: Why don't you? Why don't you just turn it off?
0: (sighs) I mean, I don't have kids for one. I mean, it's like, again... I don't think I... I, You you can't
1: turn it off because you don't have kids?
0: I'm just saying it's like if this was a (laughs) if this was a Gaspar Noé movie, right? Yeah. I wouldn't be... I wouldn't have this same feeling because a Gaspar Noé movie, you know what you're fucking getting into. You watch a Gaspar Noé movie, you're going to see horrifying images. You're going to see craven images. That's part of what you're signing up for. You know what I mean? And also, uh, he would make it grittier. He would stick with the grittiness. He wouldn't make it supermodel attractive underage girl trans getting railed in this way he would make it ugly whereas this is like hot you know because she looks exactly like i mean it's literally the the trans person looks like a supermodel
1: Mm -hmm. you know so wait is it is the issue that you're attracted (sighs) it's a turn-on you're feeling conflicted things I, i didn't
0: feel turned on i felt I felt like it was craven images, dude. Like I felt like I was watching something that is not something that should be broadcast to the millions. You know, you want to put this shit in some indie art movie that's really hard to find.
1: But wh- whatever. Why does the? It's wh- just not does the, good. The, man? the broadcast b- bother you. We so shouldn't much. be
0: indulging. But it's weird, trans like, or not. We shouldn't be indulging in the like super hard fucking of an underage uh, character. But what? But who's but, like? But, who's but who's we like genitals you can see. We.
1: I mean, it's not good. It's aside, not good. It's not aside from the production of it, why, why can't you just turn it off and not worry you about it?
0: Of course I can.
1: So you, what you're worried about, are you worried about you watching it or are you worried about other people watching I'm it?
0: I'm just saying normalizing this kind of thing, putting this in front of people's eyes is uh, a cause of chaos. It's, it's part of the reason why our society is fucked. And for all the reasons that we've talked about a million, zillion times is because there is no code. There's no moral code no, there. Nobody says, why does, nobody why, at HBO says, uh, guys, why, maybe but, we shouldn't fucking put this on. TV. Why
1: does art, why does art need require this code as you've defined it?
0: Because there because this has is, to be some fucking limits, man. I mean, there, you endless progression is cancer. You can't always progress and knock down barrier, 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 barrier forever without becoming a cancer. Things have to breathe back and forth. You have to go progression, progression, regression, progression, regression. That's what a healthy society does. And we've broken down so many barriers that now we're literally indulging in transsexual child fucking on Sunday night. And not only transsexual... uh child fucking but like attractive transsexual child fucking your yeah, y your
1: uh fixation on this is really strange to me because I get my thing with stuff that I don't want to watch is I just like I just don't watch it. There's I don't have any desire to not have it exist.
0: It's just like, it's. there's something addictive do, about it. Do there's you, something like irresistible. You, oh. <laughs> I know, but right, but you're putting that on me. But I'm saying, do, I feel the same way about widespread porn. I mean, it's not, Do you not be a limit here. Do you not
1: think that somewhere in, uh, in the United States, an attractive, underage, transgender girl is getting railed by a man?
0: There is places in the United States where every disgusting, horrible thing you can imagine is happening. That doesn't right. mean that it should be on Sunday night TV, you know? Because but why? Because, is, because you it's keep, permissive. It's, you, you're, it's you keep society. returning.
1: You keep returning to that because the it's, thing. Okay, sorry. So what do you? I'm just not understanding what it is that you think. Like you, you're okay with that being in the correct as you define it place. Like if it's in some art film somewhere or an I'm NC not totally Larry okay Clark with it.
0: I'm just saying it's film. like the fact that this this world, the fact that this depra- this level of depravity, is both cartoonified and put on Sunday night TV says something about the society itself that we're living in. You're drawing
1: it's, big conclusions from that. What is the parts of it that are depraved?
0: The depraved, depravity is the indulgence. You know, the, the depravity is the craven image itself that is being projected into our eyes. You know, the, the, the depravity is that we're feeling entertainment from this scene. You know? I mean, what's, what if it was a hot 12-year-old? And we were watching this scene. That would not be okay, right? I mean, it's like, there, and we're like, okay, well, then it's this barrier, this barrier, this barrier. And it's just like, we need to be more careful about the images we broadcast. We need to be more responsible about them. Because when we broadcast chaos, we create chaos. Okay,
1: so by your definition of that. Sure. We've talked previously about Steven Crowder yeah. and extremism on YouTube, yep. which you feel should be allowed to be there, right?
0: It's, speech extremism is not something I have a problem with.
1: Okay. How is this not speech extremism?
0: Because you're, it's images. You're, you're watching images. It's
1: still speech. Happen. It's still a form of it. Like they're still telling a story in this way.
0: The, this analogy I don't think works because Why? you can't really compare Steven Crowder to imagery. I mean, it's, you know what I mean? It's, you, we're talking about somebody saying something versus somebody, you know I what I mean? It's like Lolita, right? I don't, Lolita, the book is child porn, really, right? I mean, it's literally child porn. You're allowed to, you can read the book Lolita and it's fine. But actual child porn is not allowed. It's not yeah, free
1: speech. But therefore, Lolita is not child porn because Lolita has a, a certain narrative intent in the way that it's not using it for titillation, right? It's not titillating you.
0: But but Lolita is titillating. It's definitely titillating. But it's like, you know, you kind of get it. Whereas, you know, Stephen King, remember in the last scene of It is a bunch of children fucking.
1: Yeah, the kid orgy. <laughs>
0: the kid orgy. Reading about a kid orgy is fine watching a movie of a kid orgy that's graphic is not fine. You know, that's there's a line there, you know. It, just because it's fiction doesn't mean it's okay.
1: Sure, but if there's uh I guess I'm just not understanding where the dividing line is because you can still have extremism in the form of words and ideas. You can I still- don't
0: th- I would say the line between words and ideas it's very and imagery is pretty that's a solid line, you know. You can describe child sex acts, but you can't record them. You know?
1: Right. Although in some vicinities, like describing child sex acts is also.
0: Or, well, yeah, the, the people do get arrested for those horrifying chats about like eating children.
1: Yeah, the Sword and Scale sword episode. Sword and Scale
0: episode 20. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just, I guess my,
1: my thing is like, I just don't, under, I don't see that it's that destructive because it's not, again, HBO is watched, subscribed to by how many people? and then how many people are going to watch this show yeah. and, and find it enjoyable or entertaining.
0: I'm definitely on a limb on this one. Everybody I've talked to about this is like, dude, just don't watch it. Yeah. And then, so I feel like I am kind of alone. But I don't know. There's some. There was something about it. I just got a, this feeling. Something that like, really bothers
1: you that's a deeper...
0: I think it's because I can't f- articulate it very well. Like, I'm I'm frustrated by my inability to articulate why I have a problem with this. And it's like, I can't really... It's just a convergence of things that uh, is disturbing to me. But it's a very well-made show, so you can't, you know, <laughs> we're talking about it.
1: It it does annoy me that Barry Levinson's son.
0: Ugh, another is... one. Oh, we got to talk about Max. Uh, oh. Recently me-tooed Max whatever. Oh, yeah, f- Max Landis. That's, that's what we should have We should have done an episode on that. Oh, Next well. time. No. Okay.
1: So everyone should watch Euphoria and uh, picture and masturbate. To can we? Furiously. Can we get the episode and like play it on that screen and then I we sit here and record your reaction to it.
0: Ah! <laughs> I'm just like can scratching that be the, my eyes out. The, the commentary track.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Isaac has a gun in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and he's masturbating. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what is going? On Mixed here? messages. <laughs> All right. Well, that Hot Take episode is an hour long. Elliot Roger Hey, it's plug time. Thanks for listening to this episode. We're going to do a few plugs real quickly. Uh, join our forum at nahf.boards.net. We have some fun conversations happening there. Not really, but... You know, if you join, it'll be more fun. You can email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe on your preferred podcast platform and write us a review on iTunes, pretty please. It's so helpful if you do that.
0: Yeah, and do all those things and don't fucking text me. Yeah, leave Isaac uh, alone. Do not text me your thoughts about the podcast. Yeah, send them to the email or post
1: them on the forum and we will respond there and it'll be great. Right. Uh, and then my social media is all Funzaroni, including my website. You can follow me there. Thank you. How do you spell that? F U N Z A R O N I.
0: Funzaroni.
1: Funzaroni. Why is it that? Uh, it's a name I picked ages ago,
0: and now it's too late. Yeah. To go back. Funzaroni. Uh, you can find me at isaacsimpson dot com. That's my website. Uh, It's a portfolio website, so it's a lot of my work uh, in the advertising and journalism and brand creation world. But uh, you can also find ways to contact me there. Um, And also, uh, I don't really do socials, but you can find me on Medium. That's probably the best place to to find me or LinkedIn. I enjoy being LinkedIn. So just LinkedIn Isaac Simpson and you can uh, talk to me there.
1: That's it. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Don't text Isaac.